Episode 63, Church History, Part 22. In the 8th century, Charlemagne becomes the king of the Franks and the king of the Lombards. His military campaigns allowed him to seize land previously owned by the Roman Empire and other lands. He doubled the size of the empire. Bishop or Pope Adrian was able to keep his territory from the Lombards thanks to Charlemagne and his army. He died in 795 AD and Pope Leo III became the Bishop of Rome. Professor Thomas Madden, historian, states, The next Pope, Leo III, was elected in 795 AD. He had a great political skill, and he was also known to be a very wise and pious man. It's in this period we get to the end of the 8th century that the papacy, because it's such an important secular position in Rome, it means the Roman families, the powerful Roman aristocratic families, and the various political factions in the city of Rome are naturally now going to be focused on the papacy because that's how you get to be the boss. You get hold of the papacy. You get hold of the Pope. You become the Pope one way or the other. And so there's a lot of intrigue and backstabbing. Adrian's family was not happy that Leo III was the new bishop or Pope. They felt that one of their family members should have been next in line as the new bishop or Pope of Rome, prompted by jealousy and ambition, or the thought that someone of the nobility should hold the office of Pope, a number of the relatives of Adrian formed a plot to render Leo unfit to hold his office. On the occasion of the procession in April 25, 799 AD, when the Pope was making his way towards the Flaminian Gate, he was suddenly attacked by armed men. He was dashed to the ground and an effort was made to root out his tongue and tear out his eyes, which left him injured and unconscious. He was rescued by two of Charlemagne's men who came with considerable force. And this is per Horace Kindermain and Pope St. Leo III. In the beginning of the 9th century, on December the 25th, 800 AD, Pope Leo crowns King Charlemagne of the Franks, the Holy Roman Emperor in St. Peter's Basilica, which is a part of the Western Church. Charlemagne ruled for 14 years until his death in 814 AD, where his son, Louis the Pious, took over. No empire in Europe from the early Middle Ages to the time of Napoleon was able to be so grand in sheer territorial scope as the Carolingians, per Kevin Madigan. In 829, Ansgar, the Archbishop of Hamburg, Bremen, in the northern part of the Kingdom of the East Franks, evangelizes Sweden and becomes known as the Apostle of the North. Ansgar was the son of a Frankish family born near France. He was educated at the Benedictine Monastery in Picardy. According to the life of Ansgar, he was a little boy when he learned in a vision that his mother was in the company of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And this is when his careless attitude towards spiritual matters changed to seriousness. 
Anskar was a part of the Christianization of the Saxony, or present-day northern Germany, begun by Charlemagne and was continued by Charlemagne's son and successor, Louis the Pious. In 822, Ansgar became one of the many missionaries sent to start the Abbey of Corvey in West Philia, where he became a teacher and a preacher. In 829 AD, the Swedish king requested missionaries, and Ansgar went and preached to Sweden, and many were converted to Christianity. In 831, Ansgar was appointed the Bishop of Hamburg, Bremen. This allowed him the right to send missions into all the northern lands and to consecrate bishops. Ansgar evangelized Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. After Louis the Pious died in 840 AD, his empire was divided and Ansgar lost the abbey, which Louis had given to endow Ansgar's work. After Louis's death, the civil war breaks out amongst Louis's sons, allowing the Muslims, the Vikings, and the Magars to attack. Kevin Madigan in Medieval Christianity states, By the death in 840 AD of Charlemagne's son, Louis, who had inherited the crown at his father's death, civil war among three of his heirs weakened the monarchy still further. At the same time, Europe was being attacked from three sides. In 845 AD, Germanic tribes of the north raided Hamburg, destroying treasures of the church and their books. Ansgar was now losing revenue and help. Louis's son had become the king, but he was not able to reinstate the endowment to Ansgar. Ian Wood, The Missionary Life, Saints and Evangelization of Europe states, through this political turmoil, Ansgar continued his northern mission. The Danish Civil War compelled him to establish good relationships with two kings, Horik the Elder and his son, Horik II. Both assisted him until his death. Ansgar was able to secure permission to build a church in Schleswig, north of Hamburg, and recognition of Christianity as a tolerated religion. After Ansgar's death around 865 AD, Pope Nicholas declared him a saint shortly after his death. Now in the East, the Patriarch of Constantinople, the Archbishop of Constantine, in 863 AD, who ranks the head of all the Eastern churches, sends Cyril and Methodius to evangelize the Slavs in Central, Eastern, and Southeast Europe to the Northeast Europe, including North and Central Asia, as well as Western Europe. Britannica.com states, Cyril, originally named Constantine, had missionary experience with the Arabs and had been a professor of philosophy at the Patriarchal School in Constantinople when he began to work with his brother Methodius, the abbot of the Greek monastery, for the conversion of the Khazars northeast of the Black Sea in 860 AD. And we know the Khazars are the people that are now in Israel who are claiming to be us. In 862 AD, the Prince of Great Moravia asked Constantinople for missionaries. The Emperor Michael and the Patriarch Photius named Cyril and Methodius. 
They started their work among the Slavs in 863 AD using Slavonic in the liturgy. They translated the Bible into the language later known as Old Church Slavonic or Old Bulgarian and invented the Glagolithic alphabet, a Slavic alphabet based on Greek characters that in its final Cyrillic form and still in use as the alphabet for modern Russia and a number of Slavic languages. Before they could teach them about Jesus Christ, the two Greek missionaries had to help them develop a written language and thus was born the Cyrillic alphabet used today in Russia and other countries. Perhaps even more important was the indirect role played by Cyril and Methodius in spreading Greek orthodoxy to other lands, most notably Russia. This is per encyclopedia.com. Franciscanmedia.org states, Because their father was an officer in a part of Greece inhabited by many Slavs, these two Greek brothers ultimately became missionaries, teachers, and patrons of the Slavic peoples. After a brilliant course of studies, Cyril, who was called Constantine until he became a monk, refused the governorship of a district such as his brother had accepted among the Slavic-speaking population. Cyril withdrew to a monastery where his brother, Methodius, after some years in governmental post. Methodius was called Michael until he became a monk. Cyril's first work was to invent an alphabet still used in some Eastern liturgies. His followers probably formed the Cyrillic alphabet. Together, they translated the Gospels, the Psalter, Paul's letters, and the liturgical books into Slavonic and composed a Slavonic liturgy that, in their use of the vernacular and preaching, led to opposition from the German clergy. The bishop refused to consecrate Slavic bishops and priests, and Cyril was forced to appeal to Rome. On the visit to Rome, he and Methodius had the joy of seeing their new liturgy approved by Pope Adrian II. Cyril died in Rome 50 days after taking the monastic habit. Methodius continued the mission work for 16 more years. He was papal legate for all the Slavic peoples. He even consecrated a bishop and was given an ancient see in the Czech Republic. Legend has it that in a feverish period of activity, Methodius translated the entire Bible into Slavonic in eight months. He died on Tuesday of Holy Week, surrounded by his disciples in his cathedral church. Ladislas Abraham states, and saints, Cyril, and Methodius. The Glagolithic and Cyrillic alphabets are the oldest known Slavic alphabets and were created by the two brothers and their students to translate the Gospels and liturgical books into Slavic languages. Cyril and Methodius, along with five disciples, were collectively venerated mainly by the Bulgarian Orthodox Church as seven saints. Cashatize.com states, Bulgarian Orthodox Church honors St. Cyril and Methodius and their most famous students, Holy Clement, Naum, Garazd, Sava, and Angelarius, the seven saints. These newly made priests were officiated in their own languages at the altars of some of the principal churches. 
around 878 to 880 AD. Methodius was charged with heresy for using Slavonic and was summoned to Rome. Pope John agreed with Methodius and cleared him of all charges. Methodius continued the work among the Slavs alone. The influence of Cyril and Methodius reached distant Kiev in Russia and left traces along the Slavs of Croatia, Bohemia, and Poland. They were recognized as saints quite early by the Eastern Orthodox churches and were celebrated by the Roman Catholic Church in 1880. They were honored by Pope John Paul II in his 1985 Apostles of the Slavs. In the Czech Republic, the national holiday for Saints Cyril and Methodius is every year on July the 5th. The statues of Saints Cyril and Methodius are outdoor sculptures on the north side of the Charles Bridge in Prague, Czech Republic. In the 9th century, we see Charlemagne, the king of the Franks and the Lombards, is crowned the Holy Roman Emperor. He brings intellectual and cultural revival with literature, arts, architecture, jurisprudence, liturgical, and scriptural studies. By the 9th century, largely under the inspiration of the Emperor Charlemagne, Benedict's rule became the basic guide for Western monasticism. The Western churches encouraged the papacy of the Carolingians, but the Eastern churches in Constantinople were like, no, we're the true descendants of the Roman Empire dating back to the beginning of the church. Tensions and schism debates between the East and the West churches increased. But after Charlemagne's death, the Carolingian dynasty began to crumble due to the internal conflicts and outside threats. However, Christianity is still spreading with the help of Ansgar as he evangelizes Sweden and Scandinavia. Cyril and Methodius, they evangelize the Khazars and the Slavs, and even translates the scriptures into Slavonic. Again, we see more translations and interpretations of the Holy Scripture by people of the Roman Catholic Christian Church. There are no descendants of the Israelites there, and we don't see the instructions from the Most High or the Holy Ruach in their interpretations and translations. These are men translating and interpreting scripture the way they want. Kevin Madigan in Medieval Christianity states, In the wake of these internal and external threats, the old Carolingian Empire collapsed and split into three large territories. The East Frankish Kingdom, the West Frankish Kingdom, and the Kingdom of Italy. The last Carolingian in the Eastern line died without heirs in 911 AD. There, the political future lay with three kings, each named Otto, and to the dynasty Ottonian, to which they gave their name. With the loss of an effective protector, the papacy became the object of jealous competition among the noble families of central Italy and the kings of Germany. Exodus 20, and Yah spake all these words, saying, I am Yah thy God, which have brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. 
Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, Yah, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in Yah with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Proverbs 4 and 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Jeremiah 9 24. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am Yah, who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares Yah. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar. Let truth reign. Let truth speak. And let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars. Truth reigns. Truth speaks. Truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.